Hey, buddies. Welcome back to episode 20 of Headlines and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Generator. I hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving. I personally had one of the best Thanksgivings in a very long time. As you guys know, my parents came out here to visit and spend the holiday with me. Also, my girlfriend came out for a couple of days to spend Thanksgiving with us. It was a very busy week last week. We went to the city three different days and did all the things. And I'm pretty sure I'm still feeling the exhaustion from walking and all the long days. And before I bring on Bill, I fucking got it. My Buckeyes didn't show up Saturday. They ruined their chances for the college football playoffs and the Big Ten championship. They will be going to a bowl game. I just don't know which one yet. It's going to be okay, fellow nuts. Like, we, we have a young team, an amazing quarterback. Next year, we got this. On that note, let's bring on Bill. <laughs> What's up, Bill? Mm. Well, fuck football right now. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying my glass of U of L tears. Mm. Oh, I'm glad. Mm. I'm glad you had a great weekend. <laughs> I'm just gonna you know, drink my racist coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! I knew Kentucky. Here's what I don't understand: Kentucky went into that game as a three-point underdog. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're a seven and three SEC team. U of L is struggling at 500 in the ACC. How are we the underdog? That made no sense to me at all. We go in there and we beat Louisville for the third straight year over 31 points. My, oh, I also add, yeah, right now, U of L is more than little brother, it is the whipping boy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of course, Michigan beats Ohio State, which you know, that that that's bigger in the grand scheme of things, but yeah. you know. And then uh, Navy wins. Navy beats Temple. That's always mm-hmm. a good day. And uh, Cincinnati stomped the shit out of the su- or out of the not the suck eyes the uh, squealers. So who? <laughs> the squealers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So oh, you're talking uh, pro. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't pay attention to pro. And I'll, like I'll... outside of like Ohio State, when when they lost, I was like sad panda. So I didn't. The Aww. only other team like I paid attention to was I was tracking the Auburn Alabama game because if. If Auburn would have beat Alabama, that would have given us a chance for the college football playoffs. But what? I I think it was two overtimes. uh, I think it went into – didn't it go to four? Maybe it was four. I know it was a lot of overtimes. Yeah, I think they went to four overtimes. And I'm not sure I enjoy the new college football overtime rules where – uh, after the second overtime, you have to go into two-point conversion mode. I'm not sure if I like that Honestly, or not. I do just because the fact that, like, football games are long as it is, and that kind of helps speed it up. All my buddies are here. Hi, Kat. I'm telling you, my any, <laughs> anyone new, please like the video and ring that bell. Hell Kenda, yeah, Kenda. Kenda, always Kenda's having my, my back. Oh, and speaking of Kenda, like just not to try to get off track. Kenda, oh. I did get the Amazon gift from you. Thank you so much. I haven't really like done really anything with it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Chelsea I'll, I'll... got to watch my reaction live. It was bad. Oh. <laughs> I was sad, yeah. Kenda. Well, look, I took, I... Listen, hold on. Before, like, so just so you guys know, every Ohio State football game, I wear a jersey. I put it on right mm-hmm. before the game starts, and I'm always wearing whatever jersey that they're wearing. So if it's home game, I'm wearing the home jersey. Away game, wear the away jersey. I never take the jersey off until the the it's done. The football game's done. There was still like a minute and a half <laughs> left in the game. I took it off. I was done. Oh. I, I was such a sad panda. You know, I hear. I, I'll, Kenda, I got to check my mailbox. I'm really bad at checking my mailbox. It's probably where it's at. 
We're going to get off college football here in just a second, but I yes, got to ask, what did you think of the coaching moves? For Okay, so Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley is now the head coach at USC, and Notre Dame's Brian Kelly is now the new head coach at LSU. I did not know that. Yeah, and they all signed a bunch of big money deals. So now Notre Dame's looking for a new coach. Oklahoma's looking for a new coach. And if they look to Lexington, kiss my ass. You leave Mark Stoops alone. What happened to uh, the dude, the what, the guy that can't really, you can't ever understand him? Oh, LSU. Coach Coach Orgeron? Yeah, where the fuck Coach Orgeron, he's on. He coached his last game at LSU. They won. Uh, there's no telling what. He'll, he'll get on somewhere probably as a defensive coordinator or something, but he's just not a good head coach. Great recruiter, great mm-hmm. defensive mind, not a good head coach. I mean, he did, he did wonders last year. You mean two years ago when they won the national? I'm still trying to figure that out. It's because they had it's because they had Joey Burrows. You guys, you guys are welcome, LSU fans. (laughs) Hey, you didn't play him. I'm sure he could have played better in the snow. Uh, I mean, listen, when we have uh, Haskins and Barrett, like I think it was Haskins that year. Mm -hmm. No, it was. um, Why am I blanking right now? Justin Fields. Yes, Justin so Fields. So when we got players like Justin Fields, sorry, Joey, like you're just going to have to go somewhere else. Well, he went somewhere and he, else and made the best out of his opportunity. So, yeah. you know, and he's tearing it up for Cincinnati right now. I got no, no complaints at all. Chad, I'm not getting after Jen I because if Michigan would have lost, she wouldn't be breaking my balls. I'm not going to yeah, break stop her it. balls. Where's my, do I have moderators? How do I mod people <laughs> so we can start kicking out these people that are saying very obscene things in my chat? <laughs> I, think, I think that's my job. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to our top 10. So, um, Bill, where'd you go? We're doing our top 10. Sorry, I thought I was fired. <laughs> you're about to be anybody anybody want a producer job anyways uh so me and bill like we're really terrible at remembering our top 10 so we just kind of came up with this one on the fly today so if you guys have ideas for top 10s please like drop them so then i can like write them down and we can have ideas um so today we're gonna do our top 10 movie soundtracks yes this which- one this was kind of hard. Like once I got I, going, you know, we say this every time we're like, okay, that, that would be really cool. But then we get into it and it's like, man, this is so much harder than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, Some you, of them are pretty hard. Uh, so you, yeah, my number 10 is, well, is. Oh, I was actually, I got three honorable mentions real quick. Oh, go ahead. The, the soundtrack to waiting to exhale. Okay. St. Elmo's fire in new Jack city. Okay. All okay. right. Uh, I never do honorable mentions, but I, maybe I should start doing that because this one, this one was a little hard. Mm. Uh, so my number ten is the Birds of Prey soundtrack, the Harley Quinn movie. Oh, okay, gotcha. That was right. that was a good soundtrack. My number ten is Gladiator. All right, my number nine is Pitch Perfect. <sighs> Tabitha you guys are tried, gonna ju- you guys are gonna judge me so hard on my list. I already know it. I got a lot Tabitha of Tabitha tried to get me to do that one in another one. She tried to get me to add the Twilight soundtrack. Uh, in an unrelated news story, I'm taking applications for a new wife. So. Oh, oh no, Tabitha! <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Days and Confused. Okay. Uh, my number eight is uh, Star Is Born. Okay. You know what? Great soundtrack. I wasn't a big fan of the movie, but a great soundtrack. I never finished the movie. Okay. Uh, Number eight for me is Footloose. Okay. Number seven for me was The Bodyguard. (laughs) And uh, 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that one, you know, but the bad thing is, is that other than those two songs, there's nothing else on the soundtrack that I remember. That's really the only reason why I put it on there was because of the two songs. <laughs> right. Uh, my number seven is Walk the Line. Oh, that's a good movie. Mm. Um, my number six is Grease. Ooh, that is a good one. I completely forgot about Grease, to be honest with you. I got a lot um, of musicals in Disney on mine. Just wait for it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you you know what? Over the last 25 years, you can take any Disney soundtrack and add mm-hmm. it to this list. Yeah. Uh, my number six is Bohemian Rhapsody. I almost put it on there, but I was like, mm. man, like I just love Queen. So it's like kind of cheating, but let me now, give other people a chance. If you do not like Queen, if Bohemian, Rhapsody, Queen. If Bohemian Rhapsody or uh, what's the other one? Don't stop me now. If those two do not get you moving in your seat, you have no pulse. You're dead and you're dead to me. <laughs> uh, what number are we on? Number five. Uh, number, yeah. <laughs> so this is you guys are going to judge me so fucking hard. My number five is the Twilight soundtrack. We're looking for a new host. Anybody wants to apply? (laughs) Jen is fired. Oh, shit, I got fired. (laughs) My number five is The Breakfast Club. Oh, man. That's a good one. Don't Uh, you. My number four is uh, Moana. Okay, I can see. I can I can appreciate that a lot more than I can appreciate. Twilight. That's just me. <laughs> it's like, hey, okay. listen, Robert Pattinson. He like sings on it. Like you don't know that he's got such a nice voice, and he's on there singing. I know such violence I'm, today. I'm still getting ready to, or I'm still super excited for him as the Batman. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I am too. March. Okay. My number four. Believe I'm stomping, but when I come back, boy, I'm coming straight out of Compton. Oh my God! I can't believe I left that off the list. I'm so mad at myself right now. New host, apply at I want to be your host at gmail.com. Oh, no, it, you guys can email uh, headlines and coffee at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> <my job. laughs> oh, no. Um, number three, I have The Lion King. Okay. Number three, I have another hip hop biography, uh, basically a biography, uh, Eight Mile. God damn it, Jen. Oh, dude, really? <laughs> uh, because, like, when I'm thinking of soundtracks, I think about, like, song, like things that I listen to, like, pretty frequently. Right. And a lot of it's Disney or musicals is, like, the main ones. But, um, yeah, listen, Jen doesn't have a lot of girly movies, but, like, I, there are some that I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Number two. Number two is the Black Panther soundtrack. You know, that was on a lot of different lists that I saw. And I just, outside of Kendrick Lamar, I was not a big fan of the Black Panther Listen, soundtrack. I Great was movie. Not a, I, no, I wasn't a fan of the movie. Really? The soundtrack, I fucking love the soundtrack. Like, I could listen to that soundtrack all the way through. But yeah, the movie, I just wasn't a big fan of. Okay, well, let me let me just put it to you this way. I mean, the movie itself, I understand why some people didn't like it. But I am such a mark for Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that, I mean they're they're phenomenal actors, and I yeah. think they did a great movie. But it was just like I just felt like there was they were trying to squeeze so much in that movie, and yeah. I don't like when they do that. My number two is a tie. I couldn't I couldn't break it. I couldn't break it, and I couldn't leave Gladiator off the soundtrack or off the top ten. So I have a tie at number two between Top Gun and The Crow. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, the the crow, in my humble opinion, is the perfect movie. It it's, is a great movie. 
Great Are acting. you excited about Jason Momoa uh, redoing it? Oh, rude. Not oh, you. I, I mean, obviously. So rude. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not to you. I, here's the deal. I got nothing against Jason Momoa, but some shit needs to be left alone. I agree. I do agree with that. Okay. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do a really good job, though. Jason Momoa is amazing. Listen, I need y'all to chill out back there. She's talking Stop. to the dogs, folks. Everybody relax. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So number one. Number one, you guys. This is my all-time favorite musical. Like this tops all musicals ever in my fucking entire life. Chicago. I will listen to that soundtrack over and over and over, oh. and I will sing at the top of my lungs because Chicago is where it's at. I fucking you love be, that musical. You be good to mama. Yes. And mama be good. I love that freaking song yeah. so much. <laughs> and I fucking love Can't, that whole soundtrack. Can, can the Bill is so violent. I know, you guys. Like, Bill I'm, woke up this morning and chose violence. He did choose violence. I'm a little scared for my life. No, no. Um, my number one, <laughs> how it didn't make your list, really makes me want to bang my head up against a brick wall. But how do you not have Purple Rain in the top ten? I mean, because I didn't. <laughs> like, I Listen, I do like Prince, like, of course. But, like, I kind of felt like with movies like – Prince, Bohem or uh, Purple Rain, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like I kind of felt it was like I was cheating a little bit. I want to give other people a chance because no. who doesn't love Prince and Queen? Oh gosh, look, I I, I have. Oh yeah, Tina. <laughs> Tina. For those of you listening, Tina says Jen, we need to be best friends. She loves that soundtrack. Uh, but I'm sorry, Prince's Purple Rain was the soundtrack to a generation, mm -hmm. and it is nothing short of remarkable and phenomenal and this is just because prince's past you know god rest his soul mm -hmm. but that soundtrack oh my god i mean there there's every what what is it you kids say nowadays every song's a banger yeah it's a banger <laughs> yeah it, that that it soundtrack woke up and chose violence okay it, it is it is a good soundtrack <laughs> Oh, man. So that's our top 10. Um, so like towards the end of the episode, if you guys have some ideas, let's shoot. Like, don't do it now because I'm not going to stop the show so I can write things. So at the end of the episode, let's let's get some ideas for some top 10s. I think we have a couple for. Uh, how old oh. do you, hold on. Hold on. Time out. Oh, Chad, Chad how old do you think I am? I know I, I know I look young, but how old do you think I am? I'm not. I'm not too young for purple rain. He he thinks you're old, like you thought I was short. <laughs> <laughs> no, he thinks I'm young, like I thought you were short. Is that not what I said? No, you said old. It, reverse it. Oh, okay. Reverse it. Reverse, reverse. Anyway, uh, uh, right side batting, real quick. Yes, Tarzan does have some bangers. I'm a yeah. huge Phil Collins mark. Love. Oh Phil yeah, Collins. Tarzan had a really good soundtrack mm -hmm. um, like that. I listened to outside of like my this list. Tarzan mm -hmm. and um, Mulan were like the other top two that I listened to a lot. Gotcha. I love Mulan. That's probably one of my tops. You know, That's see, one we could do our favorite Disney movies. Oh, God. That that list is going to take me two weeks to compile. Luckily, oh, no. we have a two-week break coming up. <laughs> we do have a two-week break coming up. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, we're going to go, I think, the 14th of December, right? Mm -hmm. is going to be our last episode um, for the holiday break, and then we will be back on the 4th of January. 4th of January. We still have some things to iron out, folks. We were thinking about doing a best of 
But I got to be honest with you, for those of you that don't know, editing video takes a lot of time, uh, especially when you've got to go back between 20 episodes and finding bits and pieces that mm-hmm. you want. So, well, it's 20 plus because we had yeah. uh, we had some surprise episodes and like half episodes or whatever. So like right, 20 plus exa- episodes. Yeah, it'll be over 20 episodes. You're talking you know, well into 50 hours of video to go back and find. So I think what we'll do is Jen and I will pre-record a best of 2021 where we talk about the best things that happened in the year and the worst things that happened and uh, maybe make it a part <laughs> well, one. It's going to be two. hard. Best things that's happened this year. There's been some great things. I mean, there's I, been some phenomenal things for me personally, but as far as like the world. Huh, well, you know, <laughs> so Jen, real quick, before you get into history, I got a funny story. I have to tell you a buddy of mine and I were talking and there do you, are you aware of this MIT think tank that sent out a report that says uh, civilization in the world, as we know it, is going to collapse by 20, uh, 2040. No. Okay. So that's basically the gist of it. And uh, so I sent that a link to a buddy of mine, and my buddy replied with a simple, short message. They misspelled 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, yo, I can't argue with him too much. Oh, man, I know. Like, it's going to be rough. But, yeah, let's get on with some American history. Um, so for today, what's today's date? It's the 30th of November. I knew that. So today, 30th of November, uh, 1864, the Union wins the Battle of Franklin in Tennessee. In 1906, President Roosevelt publicly denounces segregation of Japanese school children in San Francisco. Hold on a second, you guys. I got to take this toy away from my dog or you're going to hear that squeaking the whole time. Go. So Batty wants to know the personal things. And what is that a bowl of soup or what, what's going on here with that icon? What, what is that? I'm too old to emoji. <laughs> so what, what oh, is that, Jenna? She wants oh, is it tea? tea? Is it tea? I don't I know. Thought... I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it on, on air. But... Aww. Aww. Anyways, back to American history. <laughs> <laughs> um, which one, Deadly? Okay, so 1950, President Truman declares that the United States will use the A-bomb to get peace in Korea. In 1956, the United States offers emergency oil to Europe to counter the Arab ban. Isn't that weird? Like, can you imagine at one point America was so energy self-efficient that we were able to bail out other countries by giving them energy sources? That's really weird. Uh, 1982, and speaking of music, Thriller, Michael Jackson's second solo album is released. The album is produced by Quincy Jones and becomes the best-selling album in history. That's a great album, you guys. I don't know who wouldn't like that. Uh, 1995, the Operation Desert Storm is officially comes to an end. I don't know why I said that weird, but it officially came to an end. And then as far as uh, significant birthdays, so today in 1835, Mark Twain was born. 1829 was Dick Clark. 1955, did I say 1829? I meant 1929. Uh, 1955 was Billy Idol. And then in 1962 was Bo Jackson. So for headlines... The federal government is set to run out of money in three days. Senator Chuck Schumer failed to pass a routine defense bill to clear legislative calendar days to pass the $1.9 trillion reconciliation package. Schumer is trying to get Senator Mitch McConnell on board to pass something to fund the government partially until late January. I'm not entirely sure what this means, but it sounds like we're headed towards another government shutdown. Thank God I got paid. You guys, I didn't think I was going to get paid. Um, especially living here in New York. I can't afford all my bills by missing a paycheck. Like there's no way. 
Um, yes, I have not been paid numerous times before because of these stupid politicians want to fight over things and hold budget hostage. It sucks, but I guess it is what it is. Uh, a California town becomes a constitutional republic to protest pandemic mandates. The mayor of Oroville, California, has found a revolutionary way to protest Governor Newsom's um, Newsom's uh, vaccine mandate for children. Mayor Thompson declared Oroville a constitutional republic and stated that any executive orders issued by the state or the federal government will not be enforced if they overreach or clearly violate our constitutional rights. First off, that is amazing, Mayor Thompson. However, comma, the United States is a constitutional republic. The federal government should know they cannot overreach and violate our constitutional rights. It's really sad that some mayor has to declare his city a constitutional republic when we already are. Governors really need to follow this mayor's example and stand up against the federal government. The federal government has been out of control for far too long, and it is time for us to take our power back. It starts locally, you guys. Um, further news, Boston Celtic Center, Enes Cantor, has officially changed his name to Enes Cantor Freedom. Enes, who was born in Switzerland but raised in Turkey, has changed his name after he swore his oath of American citizenship. I do not watch NBA anymore, but reading up on Mr. Freedom, this guy is an amazing human being. He tweeted that he's proud to be an American. It's the greatest nation in the world. He is also one of the only active NBA players to openly, directly, and consistently criticize China for their numerous human rights violations. Congratulations, Mr. Freedom, and continue doing God's work by speaking out against the atrocities that are going on in the world. What's up, Bill? I had to point out, number one, that is a UK player you're talking about from University of Kentucky, and it's pronounced Enos Cantor. Oh, Enos. And believe it or not, he's actually an immigrant from Turkey. I literally just said that. Did you? I literally said he was born in Switzerland and came from Turkey. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Our producer shop is never done. Again, headlinesandcoffee (laughs) at gmail.com if you would like to apply for producer. Just put producer in. (laughs) I can pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I, th- listen, I don't know how some of these things sound when I read them. Oh, my goodness. And for some feel good news in St. Petersburg, Florida, a man has kept up with his tradition of donating bike- bicycles for children in the area who are in need during the holidays. This season, he's gathered and purchased over 100 bikes. Now he's working on raising money to purchase a bunch of helmets and locks, which should be fairly easy. Um, I really love hearing stories like this. Just a regular American citizen taking upon himself to raise money without the use of a nonprofit organization to do something positive for the kids. That's great, you guys. Be more like that guy. Um, As far as the Raider report, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Maxwell trial that's going on right now. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we talked a little bit about Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, First, I'd like to inform everyone because I did not know this until like last week. I believe um, federal cases are not publicized, so we obviously cannot watch the trial as much as I'd love to see it, as much as the American public deserves to see it. It, it's just not a thing that they do, apparently. Um, I saw a tweet posted uh, talking about on the first day of the trial, the CEO of Twitter, the CFOs of CNBC, Walmart, Goldman Sachs resigned. Uh, The only ones I was able to confirm was obviously we know Jack Dorsey did step down, Jack Dorsey of Twitter, and Brett Biggs of Walmart will step down in January of 2023. I don't know why, don't really care, but you can make of that of what you will. 
Um, today, the first accuser testified. The accuser, known as Jane, was only 14 years old when she first was first approached by Epstein and Maxwell. Obviously, we do not know all that was said, but the story is the 14-year-old was approached by the two while sitting at a picnic table at a summer camp for talented children. Epstein introduced himself and claimed he was a donor who gave scholarships to young people at the camp. They found out that Jane also lived in Palm Beach, Florida, so they asked for her number. That's us. Uh, the two proceeded to befriend her and began the process of grooming, quote-unquote grooming. Um, they took her to the movies, shopping trips, and Epstein regularly gave her hundreds of dollars because I guess he knew that uh, his fam or her family was in need. Epstein then began to sexually abuse her while she was 14. Uh, again, I, I guess I should have said trigger warning. I, I don't know if I should have. I don't know. But if you guys, this is a sensitive topic, so I do apologize. Um, anyway, sometimes Maxwell was in the room when this happened. This abuse lasted for years, and this is just the one case. There are currently four accusers that will testify against Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, so what are the charges that she's facing? One count of enticement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sexual acts. One count of transportation of a minor with intent to engage in illegal sexual acts. One count of sex trafficking a minor. Three counts of conspiracy. And then she's also facing additional charges of um, perjury for the when she sat on trial with for the Epstein case. Um, I know a lot of us are hoping, uh, I know a lot of us are hoping we'll come out of this case, but like, I don't know if, I don't know if the things that are coming out, I don't think the things that we're wanting to come out is going to come out. So don't get your hopes up. Uh, we know how powerful these elite are. We know how, ca how capable they are of silencing anyone that poses a threat to them. We honestly don't even know if Gisele Maxwell is alive. That this is all like this is hearsay and this is like conspiracy theory in me coming out. But the only recent pictures I found of her was from August that showed her with a bruise under her eye because I guess her lawyer was trying to get her released. Um, but that could have been at any time. I don't know. There's really no evidence of like when that was actually taken. Um, why have there been? And now if anyone's seen these things, please send them because I really was looking today and I couldn't find anything. But why have we not seen pictures of her going in and out of the courthouse or being transported to and from prison. Literally the only current picture that we've had from like this trial is a courtroom sketch. And that's super sus to me. Um, it's really disheartening for me because cases like this, I don't have much hope. Um, so what can we do buddies? We have to continue to use our voices for starters. I know we do not trust our elected officials, but continue to petition, call, email, write them, I've spoken on this before about the laws involving minors. That's that's one place we can start there. You need to look at your uh, state specific laws because the age of consent is ridiculous in a lot of these states that the minimum age to marry is absolutely absurd and I, I it needs to change. So like those are some of the things that you guys can target. Um, also, sorry to say this to those that enjoy like lewd adult videos and pictures, but stop looking at them. Stop partaking in things that contribute to human trafficking. You might think it's harmless. However, the way the brain works, especially for those that have that type of behavior in them, watching porn changes your brain. You get, start to get numb from watching like normal sex and start looking at fetishes. And eventually you're exploring other things that could end up being looking at younger people. And then it just keeps progressing from there. I'm not saying you guys specifically. I'm just and I'm not saying that this happens to everybody because I, I did used to watch the things, but like, I can't do it anymore knowing that it contributes to sick behavior that, you know, contributes to human trafficking, which is huge for the pedophile ring. There are 
Many profiles that come up on social media apps, such as TikTok, I'm sure you guys saw a lot of that going on this week. Stop looking at those profiles, stop sharing them, stop engaging. There are many resources out there that you can report those profiles and like report them to people that actually give a fuck and that want to do something about it. And finally, if you have kids, please, 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 please talk to your kids about internet safety, stranger danger, all the things. Aside from those things, buddies, I don't know what else we can do to stop this plague that's worldwide because this is a real sickness that like not enough people care about. And it really makes me sad. So talk to people, try to get them to care. The kids are the future. We cannot allow we cannot allow them to grow up in a world where map, quote unquote, map is a thing. We cannot allow them to grow up in a world that normalizes deviant behavior. We have to secure their future and their safety. So everyone, I know a lot of people think that they don't have much of a voice or they don't think they can really do anything, but like there are things that you can do. So stop watching the the lewd adult videos and stuff. Stop just and talk to people, but get, get the awareness out there and contact your officials. Even if you don't think they're going to do anything, just harass them. I'm about to 1776 style write these fuckers because they keep ignoring my emails. So that's what I'm doing. Anyways, that's uh, that's really it for the Raider Report. So now we have we have a new a new little segment that we're gonna do called Gen Gen Reacts. Oh no, does Bill have something he wants to add first? Here's where it's about to get interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on a few different points. Children should be protected to the utmost extent that we can protect them to 100 mm-hmm. agree i also am one of those people that firmly believe when kyle rittenhouse he proved that you cannot shoot into a crowd of leftists without hitting a pedophile so <laughs> everybody everybody wants to see a dead pedophile until there's a dead pedophile 100 on board with you mm-hmm. however i do not agree with somebody who you know and correct me if i'm wrong i don't think necessarily you're a libertarian would that be appropriate i'm not i don't consider myself a libertarian okay but if somebody wants to partake in viewing something that is considered lewd or obscene but Mm -hmm. is not does not have unwilling participants or underage participants, mm-hmm. go for it. I'm, I firmly believe that sex work is work. And it's one of, what, what do they call it, Jen? The uh, world's oldest profession? Okay, but you have to understand, like, if you're, especially if we start talking about sex work, that mm-hmm. a lot of these women, especially like if we go, because like people are like, oh, prostitution should be legal, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, because a lot of those women are being trafficked into it. A lot of them women are being groomed from a young age, and it's all contributing. Like, that's, I, I don't, I, I don't completely <laughs> disagree. There's statistics. There, there, I don't know that off the is, top of my head, but there are statistics that back up what I'm saying. Like this, there, there, this is what happens. Like instead of instead of having people out there 
you know, selling their bodies for money mm -hmm. because they don't feel that they can, because this is typically the other thing that happens is they don't feel they have another way out, which is why drugs is a thing. Gang banging is a thing. Like, how about we start doing community outreach programs that provide them the resources to get a better start in life instead okay. of selling their bodies? Well, number one, who's going to pay for that outreach program stuff? The government, which you... Uh, by your own admission, has said that's something that doesn't need to be uh, funded by the government, right? No, there are. Oh, there's a so it's different now. No, there's a difference between community outreach programs and government assisted programs. When okay. you have to depend on the government to get food in your stomach because mm -hmm. the government's going to trap you like I don't agree with how they run the government assisted programs but if we're going instead of using all of our taxpayers money to pay for people that are just living off welfare for years upon years upon years and don't want to better their life mm -hmm. how about we use that money towards government or uh community outreach programs to actually get these people up and on their feet so that way they okay. can work and make a a, a respectable living instead okay. of and i got it this is america if people want to sell their bodies that it's America, you you, and if you want to watch the videos, the, the, this but I'm just nothing. telling you, this contributes to the human trafficking, which is a worldwide pandemic. There is there is a lot of things that contribute to human trafficking. I'm not disagreeing with that. All I'm saying is is that if Joe Blow wants to sit there and 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 I'm got a counterpoint to you on this, there are millions upon millions of girls who are selling their stuff on OnlyFans. I are, know. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, see, right side, Batty. Oh, you know what? Hold on. We got a couple of interesting comments. Batty, let me on the show so I can talk to Bill. If Jen's okay with it, I will send you a link to come on here right now. I'll, hold on. I'll send, I'll send her a link. Okay. Send her the link. Uh, it should be something behind closed doors instead of people being unapologetic. In, uh, okay. Because the opinion? thing is, Bill, like it is not a normal thing for, mm -hmm. it's not normal for people to watch people have sex. Like that's. Oh, that's not, who says who? That's not, oh my God. It's not a normal thing. Like that's not what you're supposed to do. Like that's stuff that goes on in the says, bedroom. Says who? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Bill. You're, you're, you're talking about a philosophical thing now. We're not talking about what's right and wrong or what's lawful or unlawful. You're talking about a philosophical debate now. Mm hmm Okay. To, to me, that, it's a that's... It's a psychological thing. Like that's, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, when it comes to, mm -hmm. like, watching these... And apparently I struck a nerve with you, Bill. I'm sorry. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. But when it comes to watching, like, these lewd videos, it does mm -hmm. something to your brain. And I, I'm, I'm, I've experienced this myself. You go. From so do watching, video games. You go from watching normal sex, and then it, you're like, "Well, this isn't really helping me get where I need to get." And then you start exploring other things, and then that's where it's all stemming from. Chelsea's here, by the way. Let's bring okay, her on. Okay, I'm gonna bring her on here in just a second. But I, I agree with you, and it's been scientifically proven that there is a chemical reaction that happens in the body mm -hmm. it's the same thing that happens with social media it's the same thing that happens with video games okay there is an addictive nature that comes with that but uh, what i'm saying is as a free human being with the right and the will to choose 
it does not make you a bad person if you are participating in something like this. I never said you are a bad person. Don't put Well, no, no, no. But, but you're saying don't engage in it. So Because it's contributing to human trafficking. It, it's not always contributing to human trafficking. The same way that playing violent video games does not always contribute to mass shootings. I didn't, I didn't say always. Stop putting words in my mouth, Bill. Okay. But, but that's the implication you're giving, it sounds like. You're, it, is, you're, it is a factor. It What's up, be... Chelsea? Let's, let's hear what Chelsea has to say. Absolutely. Hi, Bill. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> okay, so listen. Okay. Bill, we got to... So, in my childhood, porn wasn't like a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it was definitely out there, but it was like... Like, you had some dirty... Ma- like, you might find some dirty magazines at, like, your uncle's house or whatever, right? Okay. And at your uncle's like, house, really? You had to go there? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, like, literally the... That's where I found them. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. And it was, like, Playboy and that type of thing. And Playboy right. had a lot of, like, mm-hmm. regulations to keep it classy, all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have like the boom of like the porn industry where the, the internet happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like everything. And it's constantly out there. You can subscribe to any website, all of that. Now, okay. somehow we are at a point where this is a huge turning point. And I don't know like who you follow or that type of thing, but only fans is out of control. Only fans is so unregulated. It's insane. And people, women, because now it's in the palm of your hand, you can be in the porn industry if you have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. So that not not having any type of regulation on that app, you open that up for children and then you have all these people on social media promoting women empowerment behind it. And that's where shit gets really fucked up for our children, because Mm -hmm. one, you have people influencing them. Like, say me, say I was on OnlyFans and I'm posting things like, you know, I made $10,000 this month mm-hmm. on OnlyFans. Well, I have children that follow me and that's what I'm instilling in their mind. And so this this quickness from going from magazines in my generation to now it's in the palm of your hand, you can be in the porn industry. That's a problem 10 years from now. Okay, so I'm trying to, there there was a lot to digest there, so I apologize for not being able to get it all in one gulp. So the, (laughs) what what you're saying is that because OnlyFans isn't regulated, (laughs) it opens a new door for human trafficking into uh, the porn industry. Correct, because we have... Okay. Trafficking going through Facebook platforms, trafficking going through different types of social media where kids get baited and they Mm -hmm. don't realize that that's happening. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. Okay. And then now you have an actual platform for it. Okay. So what you're saying is that just because this is out there and somebody is taking advantage of it by harming children, everybody's involved with it is terrible and it should be shut down. Um, Yeah. I don't think that, like, I don't think that it's a punishment to shut down something that's unregulated and it should have never happened in the first place. Like it's not, 
ruining <clears throat> anybody's income because you should have never like like getting on the app it was so easy for you to do that you didn't need a driver's license or anything so like if if you feel that you were jaded out of a job then i don't understand because there there is a lot of problems with the app that safety wise isn't okay <clears throat> okay there, there there's so many things wrong with what you've just said uh, other other than the fact i will give you that there needs to be some kind of oversight or regulation specifically when it comes to online content i will give i will i will grant that i will concede to that i agree with you okay but there is absolutely zero wrong and for somebody who is a self-described constitutionalist if I am a free American human being and I decide that I want to watch, whether you agree with it philosophically or not, whether you agree with it morally or not, okay? If I choose to engage in watching two consenting adults engage in a private or not a private, uh, uh, in an act, they're okay with it. And the person viewing is okay with it. You have but a how problem do you with know they're okay with it, Bill? Because like one, like okay, we want to bring okay. up like constitutionally, like constitutionally, we support people's rights to do whatever whatever the fuck they want until they right. start infringing on other people's rights. So how do you know that those people that are engaging in those activities on camera aren't being forced into doing that? Okay, haven't once, been groomed for years of doing that. I, 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 once again, I agree that there needs to be some kind of oversight. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. If you look at Nevada, okay, Nevada does have its issues, but you also have to look at it as from a oversight standpoint, sex workers out there have to go through so much red tape. What's the other one? The uh, red light district in the Netherlands. Absolutely. They, uh, Amsterdam. Yes, they have. So somebody on here mentioned the uh, Jeffrey Epstein documentary. Was that you, Batty? Yeah. OK, uh, by the way, I agree with you on that. That is a fantastic documentary. There's another documentary about the red tape that you have to go through in the red light district to be a sex worker. OK, I've seen that. Yep. Uh, yeah. If so, that needs to be instituted on a nationwide, at least if we're talking about America, that needs to be instituted on a nationwide <laughs> level. I agree. Well, there the need problem the problem with that is, is that private entities cannot be regulated by the government. They can they can be like watched over or whatever. But the porn mm -hmm. industry, you know, the government likes to pull in all of these private corporations that they work with, like Facebook and all of these things. The one they never touches the porn industry. Okay, this is where I'm going to disagree with you hard. And the reason I say that is a lot of porn companies moved or pulled up stakes and moved their shops to Florida because California passed law where if California. you were filming, Yeah. Okay, well, if California can do it, why can't the government that's, or why can't the federal not government? Federal. That's not federal. Why, why can't they though? It's overreach. You don't get it. You, you don't get it both ways. You can't sit there and say, "Oh, there's no oversight." But if we want oversight, that's overreach. Which one is it? No, well, I'm the saying the federal government doing it is overreach. The Constitution does not support overreach. Okay, so so okay, so since the Constitution doesn't support overreach and doesn't allow for uh, regulation, 
then everything that we can't regulate is bad. No. That, that, no, that's what you're saying. No, that's actually not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, so state by state, if they want to regulate that, then they can. But that doesn't mean that on an app that you can't be from California, I think that's what you said, you can you can download that from another state. It's just if you get caught in California. And how, how okay. are they policing this? So that's one state, that's, that's not the Fed, but the Constitution does not support any type of regulation, which that's the manipulation part of it. They regulate everything, except mm -hmm. for they keep their hands the fuck out of the porn industry. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they don't regulate weed. They've done that on a state level. They profit off of weed. No, they used to profit off weed before le before the state started voting individually to whether the reg uh, to uh, legalize it or not. I'll I'll send you a good documentary on that one. Well, <laughs> I, I think this is one where we're just going to agree to disagree because I I firmly believe, and maybe I'm a little too libertarian, uh, but I don't consider myself libertarian. If somebody wants to go. And in a safe environment, sell their wares, in this case, wares being sex or sex acts, and you're okay with it, then who are we to tell them no? What is exactly? So what is a safe environment to you, Bill? Is it online? I don't see why online is not a safe environment. So if you were to be doxxed by someone, or if you were possibly a child being made to have sex on camera. Then they should be reported. That's different. Yeah, but, how, gonna, but how do you know? Tell? And That's who do safe. they tell? The internet? I mean, look, look at TikTok, for example, Bill. Like, look you tell they... the government it's illegal to traffic children. You tell police. It is right. so hard to deal with that when it comes to these online platforms. Like I said, look at TikTok. That the CP on that app is fucking insane right now because these apps are because they're not touching the porn. They're leaving it be. But we're and this getting is just, this is just the, the regular web with like regulated porn sites that are somewhat, you know, like like they do what? have to have like STD checks and things like that before they ever have sex on camera. That's what the websites say. Right. But like we're not even talking about the dark web. I do a lot of research on the dark web mm -hmm. and I'm telling you. You don't know what you're going to click on, and it could be kids with an adult. Yeah. And like, that's there. That's out there frequently. Like, you never know what you're clicking on, and then it just pops mm -hmm. up like that. So a lot of people that use the regular web and they've never even touched the dark web, mm -hmm. they have no clue how bad so, it really is. So, so I, I'll say it again, and I'm trying to get this through as clear as I can. So because... You have a negative because you have the absolute worst scum of the earth that are part of. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to. So, because you've got a pie, and we'll go as far as say half of the pie is rotten to the core and should be burned at the stake that the other half of the pie shouldn't exist is what you're Correct. saying. Yes. That is ridiculous. That it is, is that, that, that is, 
But I do. No, think no, that- I'm sa- I'm saying that thought process, not you. That thought process is ridiculous. If it puts any children in danger, which apparently we have a problem with it, and no one's talking about it to even start addressing the issue, other than us, then it should be half of the pie. If it's bad, the whole thing has to be shut then down get, and then, figure it out. Then now, get rid of all video games and get rid of all social all, all social <laughs> media. You know what would solve everything, and then everyone can just live their life as free as they want is what pool paul said if they would have harsher fucking punishments for these mm. pedophiles out there then you know what you want to watch people fuck on camera then watch people fuck on camera because then at least we're cracking down and we're fixing right. the shit you know no, I, like, I, I, until I, this shit is fixed because like <laughs> not enough people are caring about these children and it fucking sickens me i don't even have kids and it like <laughs> it burns me to my core that like people aren't caring and they're just turning a blind eye like oh no it's not that big of a deal like it is a big deal when you have 13 14 year old girls that are being groomed and that's what they grow up knowing and they think that it's okay so they're on they're on these porn sites thinking that that's the way their life is supposed to be because they were groomed into that lifestyle that's not okay yeah right. and i'm not opposed to like i mean strip clubs like there's security there like if the private if the company is taking care of them like and the feds or the government isn't getting involved not the government the police departments aren't getting involved for things happening there like go ahead go to the strip club i don't know but that's like someone in person showing up to work and that is their job but like online you don't know and then on top of it like it's the convenience for me that just desensitizes the next generation in intimacy and then also on top no, of that no no oh bill look at how these little 14 year old girls are dressing right now okay and, and one, I think like- again i'm trying to i guess somewhat establish a an olive branch or a halfway point here i agree 100 percent wholeheartedly that there is an issue with um human trafficking online, you know, kids being exposed and even kids being, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, kids being abused. And there's another being word. desensitized. To okay. Well, that are now, supposed to be not then, out there like that. You cannot have that conversation unless you're willing to admit that video games and they movies. I'm, I'm right there with you, Bill. Video. There are things, and I'm going to address what Chad Blake said about the music. There's a thing where you're supposed to be a responsible adult and not mm-hmm. allow children to be watching some of these movies and oh, TV shows out there. Agreed. Not playing the video games that they're supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. These musician, musicians, listen, I listen to ratchet music all the time, but they shouldn't be out there on like in kids' ears talking about twerking and wet-ass pussies and shit like that. Like <laughs> That stuff is not okay. And Agreed. we're desensitizing kids because no offense to parents out there that are allowing their kids to partake in this stuff, but like you shouldn't be allowing them to partake in that stuff because their their brains are fragile. Like their brains are not fully developed until they're 24 years old. Now like, going, them- uh, go, going along with that, I will agree with uh, Batty. I think she made a point a second ago. The ease of access that kids have to this shit nowadays is mm-hmm. absurd. And it is absolutely criminal some of the stuff that kids just have access to and for those of you listening i just swiped on my phone okay 100 percent agree but what is the what's the common ground between going from online access to everything and communist china so what, i don't what, think what's the answer there 
So I don't think that taking porn off the internet is communism. <laughs> so like if you want to if you want to take porn, we have it at, at convenience. There's a strip club on every corner. There's also like those stupid places that you can go and buy porn and you have to show your ID to go in. There's sex stores. There's all of these things. But like you're not deprived from the sex industry if it's off the web for safety reasons. Okay. Like it's still there. You I'm not sure like why. I just think that it's I I don't understand that question. Like it's not even a comparison. It's not no, it's a, it's a huge like, comparison. Oh, you can't watch you can't watch porn anymore, Bill. You can't watch it on the internet anymore. Okay. And so what so what like so what you're saying you're you're vi- what what you're saying is is that I'm going I am you're saying that you are okay with stripping anybody's right away to view porn on the internet. When it comes to infringing on other people's rights. What does that mean? Oh my god, we're talking in circles. When children are being groomed into these mm-hmm. industries Okay. Or you have people on the internet that's like, oh, my OnlyFans, it's women empowerment, and you got these little girls watching it, and they're stealing mm-hmm. mom and dad's driver's license to create an account, and now they're making videos and putting pictures on there because of women empowerment. Like, you're contributing to the, the CP industry and the child traffic or the sex trafficking, all that stuff. It's all contributing. So if you wanna, you really want to watch two people fuck on camera, go to your sex store, buy a fucking movie. Buy a DVD. Like, go buy a magazine. But like having that ease of access mm-hmm. and it just in the face of children all the time or it's even on it's even on these regular apps like TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, like all those stuff, like stop putting it in the face of children. OK, so I'm going to put this to you in a different context. And then I think we, we're, we're going to move on because we're obviously never going to see eye to eye on this. Uh, but I would like to think that at least I'm kind of. I, I lean a little bit towards what you're saying, and I see a lot of logic and a lot of reasoning in what you guys are saying, and I'm okay with that. But then children should never touch a firearm. That's but, no, that's the Second Amendment right, and that like Chad Blake and the First Amendment firearms. That Chad Blake's trying to bring up firearm for safety reasons. No, like it's called education and mm-hmm. proper weapon safety like there is no age restriction in the constitution when it comes to your second amendment right and there is no age restriction in the first amendment right now the first amendment does not protect child pornography 100% know that 100% agree with that but and it's no one's right bill because you said you you said i'm a communist pretty much because i would want to take away the porn industry it is no one's right to see someone's body unwillingly Yes, so I agree. No right. That's against the law. Correct. <laughs> okay. I, not- I, I agree. I agree with you on that. What I disagree with in, in calling you a communist is you taking away the access to. You're not losing access. Go to the no, store. Hold, hold on. But, but, it's a convenience thing. It's just not easy at your fingertips. You got to drive and go get it. Or you got to actually, you know what I'm saying? And it's regulated I, I, because then we can we can know exactly how those DVDs were made and and they got their. Oh, sweetie, you tell me you're not that naive. One, the child porn was distributed. <laughs> child Two. porn was distributed long before there was an internet. Child porn. Yes. 
Yes. So it was already a problem. And now look at the boom. And you're saying it's not a problem. Yeah, I, no, it is a huge problem. I completely agree with you. So then but, a bunch of people are going to have to deal with not having the convenience of, okay, here's here's where the line. A bunch of people have to deal with not having the convenience of watching people fuck on camera. Okay. Or we can make a difference and make sure no child is exploited on the internet. And the until we figure that out, which one are you going to pick, Bill? Okay, but child exploitation is going to happen whether there's an internet or not. How? Oh my gosh, but this is a huge fucking problem. This is the stem of it. People paying for... No, no, Oh my no. goodness. You have to educate yourself on child trafficking and human trafficking yeah. and the porn industry because this is a conversation <laughs> that you're going to look back on and be like, wow, like yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about and I sounded really bad. <laughs> I swear. And, oh. and to address Chad, what you're saying, like um, educate children on how to protect themselves from predator. Well, until parents start actually educating their children and doing what's right by their children by not like allowing them to be on. Like, I am a firm believer. I've told you guys this before. Kids shouldn't be on social media. Kids. I don't think kids should have cell phones. I don't think Agreed. kids should be playing a lot of these video games that they're playing. I don't think kids should be watching these movies that they're watching. So mm -hmm. until a, a parents start doing right by their children, like. We as American citizens need to come together and protect the children because I bet you're the same one that gets upset when you see a child at like a pride parade or a drag show dancing on stage. Like these are all the same things. Like though we have to protect the fucking children. Stop putting the shit in their face. Stop exposing them to this stuff. And we have to do our part. And one of those big issues is the porn industry because a lot of the grooming and sex trafficking is stemmed from that. All right. Sorry, Bill. No, don't apologize. I'm. I know I'm not in the wrong, but that's fine. So. Oh man, that was no, fun. no, no. <laughs> that it, it's all good. <laughs> that was fun. So shall we um, awkwardly move on to Gen Gen reacts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boot me out. How do I get out? Bye, I got. Guys. I got you. <laughs> Bye, Charles. Oh my goodness. Oh, who's at the door? Someone's at the front door. I thought I muted her. Oh my gosh. Didn't I not mute Alexa before the You did shows? mute Alexa. I don't know what she's thinking today. All right. So go uh, if you want to. No, you can't. You can't. No, you can't regulate people to be good people. But what you can do is try to make a difference and try to influence change. And like, that's what I'm right. That's what I'm getting at is trying to influence change. If like I said, if you guys want to watch people fuck on camera, then watch people fuck on camera. But just know that that industry is contributing to human trafficking. Right. And that's why I cannot consciously watch it anymore because of a very long conversation that I had with Kat. Like months ago, because I used to watch it. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I used to, I used to watch it, <laughs> but now, like I can't do it because, like, I'm not gonna partake. If I'm gonna sit here and pride myself on protecting the children and standing up for the kids, like I'm not going to partake in activities that I know are also contributing to like harming the kids or industries that are, you know, what I mean. You know, here, here's the deal, and I guess long story short, and this will be the last thing I say. I 100% am on board with. There needs to be regulation. There needs to be protection. There needs to be things uh, 
in place. One of the things I would like to also add, and this kind of goes with what you were saying, if we would just fucking enforce the laws that are already in place, okay, but we're not doing that. No, we're not. There, There's a lot of reform that needs to be mm-hmm. done, and we've talked about this before. Like, it, the justice system needs reform. The laws right. need reform. Like, harsher punishments for people that harm kids. Like, all that stuff needs to be done. And yeah. I, I, I think I do think that there is there is a common ground somewhere where it comes to like the porn industry, because I know a lot of people like porn and a lot mm-hmm. of people like that whole thing. But like and I know that there's a common ground somewhere, but like until like these other things happen, I don't think we're going to be able to find that common ground. Well, I think the co- that's the problem, though. The common ground is protect the children. Mm-hmm. That's the common ground. The problem is. How do we protect the children? That's where the common ground becomes very unshaky ground. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you there. Like, I know I know, Bill doesn't want the old kids to be trafficked. Like, I, like let's make that clear. Yeah, I know come, come Bill on, doesn't guys. want that. He, Bill just wants to watch his porn. And <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even go that far. I'm telling to me, Tabitha, where's she at? <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, it's... You 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 have to find, I guess, the balance between mm-hmm. personal choice and protection. And the cost of protection is suspicion. Now, whether suspicion leads you to decisions of a communist country, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I don't like I just don't agree that like that's communist because we're not taking it away. We're just taking away the ease of access. Uh, you know what I mean? That, like you, you can make the same because I really oh, do not think that like because kids have phones, they have smartphones mm-hmm. now. All they got to do is go onto Google Chrome and type in Pornhub.com, and boom, right there it is <laughs> for them. You know what I mean? And that shit's free. Like, stop making it free and easy. Like, if they would make it like where you gotta m- maybe pay for it, then yes. I could probably be okay with that. Like it yes. being accessible that way. But the fact that you can have it at the tip of your fingers without even mm-hmm. paying a fucking dime. Is not okay. Right. No, no. I, I I actually think that that's a very good idea, to be honest with you. There should be, I, I would be willing to concede that the best way to regulate it at this particular point in time in human history is if you ha- if you wanted to view porn online, it has to be paid for. Yeah. I mean, that's how it used to be back in the day. Like if you wanted to watch the Dirty Channel, you had to pay for that shit. Right, you wanna, unless you, you want, want the scrambled the, shit. The scrambled shit. <laughs> you know what I'm, ta- you know <laughs> you know what I'm talking, talking about, Jim? About- <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, I think I saw a boob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was a knee. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, uh, big thanks to uh, Right Side Batty for jumping in on that yeah. real quick. Uh Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally fun. She's totally wrong, but totally fun. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't get mad, Chelsea. Um Okay, but anyway, a new segment we want to try here. Jen and I very much want to keep the podcast fresh. We want to keep things interesting. And one of the things I'd like to do, it's, you know, always really popular to have blind reacts, uh, blind reactions, whether it's TikTok or YouTube. So every week from now on, I'm going to pick a news story that Jen has not seen or heard about, whether it's traditional media, legacy media, new media, and we're going to get her reaction to it. Now, this particular clip, I'm going to preface it with, because I got to give um, credit. 
this is uh, Breaking Points. For those of you that don't, don't know, Breaking Points is with uh, Sagar and Crystal. They used to do uh, the Hill or uh, the Hills Rising program, and they're now starting their own thing. But that's all I'm going to tell you. I want you. We're not going to watch the entire clip or listen to the entire clip. But I want Jen to listen and watch, and I'll stop it uh, at, about when it's finished. Okay, ready? Yep. All right, Sagar, what are you looking at? Well, longtime listeners will tire of hearing me say this, but I think it bears repeating over and over again. The most pernicious form of media bias that exists is not what they choose to show you, what they choose not to show you. Selective coverage, selective outrage, it breeds the taste, the cares, the attention of the ruling class and the conditions of millions of people who watch cable news to look at politics in the way that is shaped from above. That is why I am truly puzzled at the current lack of media coverage and of the recent Christmas parade massacre in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where six victims, ranging from an eight-year-old boy to an 81-year-old man, were mowed down by Daryl Brooks Jr. Now, we knew shortly after the crime was committed, Mr. Brooks was released on bail, that by the district attorney that Milwaukee said that should never have been granted in the first place, and that he's a longtime violent felon. And then, well, it kind of just disappeared. It seemed like all reporting and inquiry into him just vanished, and not just vanished. When it was reported, his name was kept out of the media, weirdly. Both Washington Post and CNN posting stories that say from CNN, quote, Wakesha will hold a moment of silence today, marking one week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade. And from the Washington Post, quote, here's what we know so far on the sequence of events that led to the Wakesha tragedy caused by an SUV. Hmm, a car and an SUV, they just did it out of nowhere, huh? Look. Let's be honest, they are afraid of making this racial, but it is not their job to assess it either way. It's just to report on the facts. And when you look a little deeper into Mr. Brooks, it does not paint a one-dimensional portrait, okay? Brooks apparently has a very long and bizarre posting history, which includes sympathy with the black Hebrew Israelites, anti-Semitic memes, and including admiration for Hitler. He bragged in the past about calling himself a terrorist and in some of his old videos, a quote, killer in the city. And he generally seemed to revel in anarchy of the George Floyd protests, posting incendiary updates around wishing violence towards some whites. In general, he seems like a violent, off-kilter loser with the social media history to back all of that up. And perhaps that points to the motive. But the problem with our media is their selective coverage. Lack of coverage of these incidents leads to the correct assumption by many people in this country that when violence is perpetrated by people whose ideas are at least tangentially linked to those in the media and the people institutional left agree with, then it's okay, justified, ignored, memory hold. It leads worse to a mindset that if the other side can get away with violence or at the very least avoid the national reckoning that seems to follow any violence tangentially tied to the right, that perhaps even more violence is then justified. Getting out of this hellish situation is the Gordian knot of today's politics, and it requires doing what I am doing just now. Just tell the truth. Tell people what happened. So let's continue. On top of Mr. Daryl Brooks' bizarre social media presence, here's what else that we know about him. Brooks was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression at age 11 when he was growing up in Milwaukee. His father was an alcoholic, and he grew up in an abusive environment surrounded by drugs. He began committing crimes as early as age 17. He was charged for battery, and then he was in and out of prison and in trouble with the law across three different states, including sexual abuse of a minor. He appears to have had a long problem with methamphetamine use and has been charged on and off many times with gun charges and a recent attempt at killing people in a fight with a car. 
Now, as for the crime itself, here's actually where things get kind of strange. Around 4.30 p.m. last Sunday, Wakesha police were called to a domestic disturbance between Brooks and one of his ex-girlfriends. It was after this domestic disturbance, Brooks barreled his car into the Christmas parade with the video that you've all seen. As of yet, there is still no motive. Was this somebody who had completely snapped? Was he planning it all along? So far, he's been charged with intentional homicide. Perhaps there is evidence that we are not aware of yet from the police about a so-called premeditated crime. Okay, so let's end it right there. I think we get the gist of where that is going. Jen, yeah. your initial reaction. Well, I mean, he he's absolutely correct that like the media is extremely biased. Like we've we've known it for a very very long time, and I mean, like look at the. Uh, the, Co the Boulder, Colorado shooting, for example, that happened, um, I can't even remember what month that happened now because everything, there's been so much that's happened. But yeah. like the fact that like it started off as a white man shoots up the grocery store. But then when they found out that this guy was actually Middle Eastern, all of a sudden you didn't hear his name anymore. They didn't uh, specify his race. Like, I really think that if they, they just need to do it across the board, nobody cares about race. Stop bringing race into it. Um, like, I don't agree that he's bringing his mental health into it because that right there is like, there's already a negative stigma around mental, mm -hmm. mental health conditions. And I don't yep. like that because that is deterring people from actually going out and getting the help that they need. And like, that's, that's another crisis that's going on in the world is the mental health crisis. And yes. like more people need to get help and people are afraid to get help because now they're afraid that they're going to be labeled as like a fucking crazy person and whatever. So I, I do agree though, that like, the media obviously is extremely biased. I mean, even Fox News does it too. Like they'll they'll be the first to like blast that it's a person of color. I hate saying that, but you know what I mean. Like they'll do that and then like mm -hmm. leave out. So the, all the media is doing it. I I do miss the days where the media would just be like, oh, at you know eleven thirty p.m. or whatever, this car driven by this person drove through and killed six people and injured forty eight people. You know, like just give us the facts. Stop giving your opinion like you're the news until you like end up being like I got that there's opinion pieces like Tucker Carlson's opinion piece. Um, fucking Don Lemon, I think his show's an opinion piece, but like they're portraying it off as news and they mm. need to stop doing that. Like it's not right. news. That's why I don't I don't watch news anymore. I If I watch the news, it's local news usually. Uh yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. I would go so far as to say. Wow, and I'm going to sound like Batty. <laughs> ah, here we go, it, full circle. <laughs> right. When it comes to news and what is journalism, that needs to be regulated. Mm -hmm. Okay. I absolutely despise that these pundits, they're not journalists. Okay. Mm -hmm. Journalism's dead. Yeah. These pundits get on and I'll go so far as to go a step further as to what you were saying. I don't like either the fact that he brought up the guy's mental uh, health issues. I also don't like the fact that they bring up the uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, they brought up the family history. He brought, he came up yeah. with drug abuse and this, that and everything else that already is giving the stigmatism mm -hmm. that uh, stigmatism is the I thing. Fuck. It's, it's no, it's, I get what you're saying because, like, right. when you sit there and you're saying, Oh, well, he's got mental health conditions, and right. oh, his dad was abusive and he was a drunk. Now you're giving kids, because again, this, this is going back to about the kids. Now you're giving right. these young people 
this idea that like <clears throat> I can't do anything with my life because my dad was a drunk. Like right. we need to start empowering people and let them know that they can rise above. Like, oh man, I sh we're running out of time, but like we're past oh, time. Yeah. But like, I really like. I think next time we can talk about this. But like, I have like this the perfect analogy to explain like how people can rise above and do what they're supposed to do and be a good human being and not fall back on making excuses like oh well, my dad was drunk and that's why i am the way i am oh i grew up in a poor neighborhood and that's why i ended up gangbanging like you shouldn't be coming up with excuses you need to find ways to empower yourself to do better and rise above um yeah but yeah they, it, they need to stop putting that stigma around that, that's that, the that word thank you that <laughs> negative stigma around mental health because i i have mental health issues a lot of people have mental health issues. That doesn't mean like that's not a justification to go out and just start murking people like that. That's not a justification at all. Right. But I, I think in the broader context, and I'm going to give a quick example and I'm going to let you take it over with some uh, Gen Gen thoughts. But I think a perfect example is the whole Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, CNN thing here recently. And of course, mm -hmm. you're in New York, so you know exactly what's going on. I want to flip the script for just a second. Imagine if that was Sean Hannity and Sean Hannity's brother. Okay. Mm -hmm. All these other left wing lamestream media outlets. Are, oh, well, yeah, it's, is it unethical? Probably, but it's not illegal. If that was Sean Hannity or somebody on Fox news or something like that. Oh my God. It's the fucking hypocrisy. Like oh, I cannot my God. stand that shit. Like I fucking hate hypocrites so much. Like yes. if, if you're getting ready to do something and you think, okay, me as a conservative, if I say this, would I get mad if a liberal said this? Yes, I would. Okay. Then you probably shouldn't say that. Yes. Thank you. Like we put yourself in the other shoes. And if you're going to get upset because somebody with a different political affiliation is going to say it, then you probably shouldn't be saying it either. Like, and I, it's, like I just, you, it's like you've said a million times on this show, the political affiliation shouldn't matter no. in 99% of these topics. No, it's not about politics. Like, um, like uh, honestly, with this specific incident, did it really matter that he is a BLM supporter and a Democrat and hated Trump? No. This guy, like he didn't know who supported who when he ran through that Christmas parade. He just went through and, and ran over a bunch of people because he's fucked up in the head, not like mentally, but you know what I mean? Like he's got, he's a violent criminal that should have never been out on the streets to begin with. Right. Like he, he's got child sex, uh, fucking charges and he's out on the streets. Like that dude's a pedophile. Put him down. Jen, let me ask you a quick question before we go. We hear all this talk about reform the police or defund the police or have social workers, for lack of a better term, psychologists, specialists. What would good would that have done in this situation? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, there's all this talk about defunding police or reforming police departments mm -hmm. and all that stuff and having social workers uh, go to crime scenes and stuff like that, or trying to deescalate the situation. Do you think that would have mattered one iota in this situation? No. So um, the one thing that I do agree with, because we, I, I think we've talked about this before. Um, we as military police do it. So if we yes. go to a domestic disturbance, obviously we show up first. And then mm -hmm. once the scene is calmed down and we have like we have everything under control, then we bring in like our military police investigators. And then we also have a victim advocacy um, or a family advocacy person that comes out and will talk to the spouses and like, hey, these are the programs. And like, here's marriage counseling and like give them all the resources. So, yes, I do think 
in a way it could help but as far as them going there to like de-escalate like no that's not a thing because domestic violence situations are the most dangerous situations you can go to because you never know what like you don't you, you just don't know what type of person you're gonna deal with you don't know what they have and it, it's just it's always a very dangerous situation for all parties involved so yes and no if that answers your question. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that, no, that's, that's a very, I did not think of it in that particular context, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I definitely see where you're coming from yeah. and you're right. Maybe, maybe at the domestic situation, it would have helped. But once that guy got in the car, the decision was made. Yeah, and exactly. I'm not saying that. Well, his, I mean, it, but like, let's think about, and I don't mean to cut you off, but like, no, let's no, think no. about it this way. Cause he went, he was just in jail, just got out a week prior because he tried to run over his baby mama. So obviously he just had a domestic right. dispute. So if they would have already now he, this, he might be a very poor example. Cause obviously he's got anger issues, but right. if they go like, say, say you and Tabitha get in a, into an argument, it's really right. bad. And the police show up and you guys got to be separated. Then they bring in some sort of a counselor after everything's calmed down and they talk to you guys, they give you guys mm -hmm. the resources to, to help, you know, either resolve the problems or go your separate ways that could actually alleviate a lot of these domestic disputes that happen. And like, that's one thing that I really like about the military police, like the way we handle things and like being in the army and being on installations, because yes, our domestic disputes are very, very high because we, we do deal with like a lot of shit, but like we handle things like we do a 72 hour cooldown period that we give them all the resources and we give them the opportunity to fix it. And we, we take domestic disputes very serious. Whereas, the regular civilian world, they might come calm things down. If there is like no like actual physical things, then the police leave and they're still in the home and then it's going to advance. We separate them regardless. If there's mm -hmm. even if there's no physical altercation, we separate them because it can advance to that. And I think that alleviates yeah. a lot of things. And I think that the civilian world really needs to to mimic that mimic. Or at least take an example from. That's the word I was looking for. Yep. All right. Real quick, before I go, I want to thank everybody for watching this uh, very interesting episode. <laughs> and, and, and I definitely want to thank Right Side Batty for coming on and uh, having an exchange of ideas. Yeah, Hit them, Jen. All right. Some Jen Jen thoughts. So, <laughs> you guys, winter is coming. I'm not saying that to be funny, even though it's funny. Um, but the phrase does truly stand. This world is a fucking mess. The end of the day, we have each other. We, we have to remember that. Us versus them. Remember that. Be kind to one another. Find someone that doesn't share the same beliefs as you or doesn't align with you politically and have just a normal, friendly conversation. The good people have to stick together, left and right. At the end of the day, the good ones want the same thing. We want the world to be a better place. We want to live our lives and we want to stop the divide. Remember, remember one another that... I don't even know what I'm saying that we need to love. We need to love each other as beings. We all have to stop allowing these elites to use us for their sick games and their own personal gain. It will get better. It will. I truly believe that it will get better, but more of you have to believe that more of you have to start using your voices, your resources and help us all come together to truly make a change, manifest the positivity and apply that positive positivity to yourself and others. It will find a way to work itself out. I appreciate you buddies for tuning in. Thank you. Right side baddie for this quick impromptu joining us. Thank you to my producer bill and we will see you guys next week.